Hi and welcome back to the Everyday Fitness and Wellbeing podcast. Now in this episode I chat with Loretta Johnny of Full Figured Fitness. We take an emotional journey from being nearly 30 stone with two walking sticks to how she became the UK's plus size personal trainer. So expect a unique perspective on fatness and fitness. I hope you enjoy. Hi Loretta, great to be able to speak to you again. It's been quite a busy few weeks since I met you. Media talk, a published study on being fat and fit. I'd like you to share your story with the listeners and we can talk about that study and being fat and fit and and your experience. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. So, full figure fitness. What's all that about? When did it start? I actually had the idea many years ago. Um, I qualified as a exercise music instructor and full figured fitness was my project. Oh, right. um, okay. Yeah, my exam piece. And um, I wanted to teach people who were plus sized and overweight. Um, this idea always stayed with me and um, over the years, my personally, on a personal level, my weight increased. Um, I believe I was an emotional eater. My weight increased. I was nearly 28 stones and I found it really difficult to move and to walk, to stand up. I actually needed walking sticks to be mobile. Um, wow. I found, yeah, I was at a you know, I really felt low. I don't know if the word is depressed. Maybe I was depressed at times, but um, I found myself staying in a lot and not going out a lot and just eating. And um, I had tried to go to exercise classes. That wasn't very successful. I was exhausted after the warm up or, you know, was injuring myself. I found sometimes the teacher was really patronizing oh if you can't do this oh you don't have to do that and oh you know and oh you know she talked tell the give the class one instruction and give me another and it just was overwhelming I, I couldn't I couldn't do it I just felt humiliated I felt isolated I was at home and I said to myself I do know how to exercise I know how to look after myself surely and um I started exercising at home and training myself and um, I started very slowly and gently. I had no big goal. Like I want to be a size ten. I just said, start take you know taking better care of your body, get yourself fitter and healthier. Wow. I did. Yeah. So it was. Um, yeah. So, so I you know I did things like squats, use the resistance band. I got some weight, but it was very gentle, very gentle. I made sure I did a, a, a great, a, a really good warm up. I bought myself a bike <laughs> and I started cycling. Now I'm thinking about it. Honestly, I, I see my neighbor and I say, oh, bye. And I go, you going bike riding? And I go up the road. And before they even got back into the house, I had returned. <laughs> 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 my bike ride, I was out for about three and a half minutes. And I was exhausted, sweating hot, nervous, embarrassed, everything. The bike wobbled completely. And I came back and I did that until I could get up to about five minutes and then ten. Then I rode to the park and looked at the park and said, okay, I made it to the park, came back. It was slow. It was slow, but I did it. 
yeah so so i made slow changes and in that time um i could feel my body changing and as my body was changing slightly getting fitter and stronger it kind of um resonated is that the word with um you know, this, my whole life started changing. I said, okay, well, I'm going to start to eat differently. So I did it from that point of view, just wanting to be healthier and fitter. Wow. Okay, there's a lot there. That's inspirational. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners, whether it's themselves or family or friends, someone they know that has always been struggling, uh, will take take a lot of inspiration from that. But I want to go just a tiny bit, deeper within just within some of what you said there a time frame how long ago was this or or when i think i've been put been putting on weight since i was a teenager because of one thing or another and my weight was going up and it was going back down again and up and back down and each time it was climbing and getting mm. that much you know and that's typical of a lot of people about four years ago i was made redundant but I realised how unhappy I was with life, with everyone, everything. I was just not happy. Sure. And um, and I had been doing what I felt I had to do for many years. And I wanted to do something that I wanted to do. I sat down and had a real, you know, without any noise or sound, I just had to sit down and think, what does Loretta want? And I wanted to be fitter, healthier, richer. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to be abundant you know, in terms of life, love, finances, just everything. I wanted everything to be great in my life, and it just wasn't. And I'm, you know, I was a captain of this ship, and it was slowly sinking. I, I just wasn't not, not in a good place. So, and I, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. You was um, so at this time of being made redundant. Were you twenty eight stone then, or I was just just under twenty eight stones. I was just under twenty eight stones. And so finding I, it difficult to leave the house, but still holding down a job. Yeah, that was hard. That was very hard. That was really really hard. And then I found myself at home. Um, I went to the job centre. Um, I remember them saying, you need to get a job. And I said, I don't want to get a job. <laughs> I don't want to get a job, one of these jobs. And they, she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to, I want to be a fitness instructor. And she, you know, <laughs> the shock <laughs> registered on her face. She said, well, we can help you do that. She actually says, it was a bit emotional. She, she says, um, I remember when I first saw you, Loretta, you walked into the job centre with two walking sticks so that's quite, you know, a pit, that's quite a scene, you know. Um, yeah. I learned a lot about disability and how people treat people with a disability. It's quite bad still in this country. Not that I thought I had a disability. Yeah, so, so um, the idea had been, had been there for maybe 15 years at that time before. I spoke to some, I looked around for some courses. I saw one for a gym instructor and I rang a couple of friends. I had maybe about 24 hours, 40 hours to decide. Mm. And I said, oh, what do you think? I said, no, go for it, go for it, you can do it. So I applied, got in as a gym instructor. That was scary. That was really, it was. I found it really hard. Yeah. And I was also embarrassed about my own personal health. I used to, I got myself some folding walking sticks. So I used to have a walking, I used to use walking sticks to get to college. When I got to near the gates, I'd fold them and put them in my bag and limp in. I used to take painkillers as well because I was in agony, oh, my, my ankles, goodness. my body. So um, when I did the course, and you know, I must have looked like the most, I probably looked like the person who was less interested than the whole class. 
this is an assumption because you know I, I was just thinking about the pain that I I was in you know gosh how 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 odd am I here what am I doing here oh <laughs> my crazy stuff so it was difficult it was difficult you know it was really difficult now going to college with walking sticks to do a, a fitness course oh, it's, it's upsetting because sorry it was so hard it was really really difficult look at me again i'm a cry baby it was it was yeah it was really hard it was hard even even sitting on a train you can't even fit, fit in a seat you know pe you know you're you're in agony all the time so um it's difficult but when you're in that position look at my face <laughs> when you're in that when you're in that position you realize you know, there's so many people in that position who can't make the first steps back into fitness. I don't know what to do. Every time you go and try and seek help, they say, oh, you have to lose weight. Oh, you have to lose about 15 stones. Oh, you have to lose 10 stones. Oh, you have to lose five stones. And that is what you call mission impossible. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You, you, from where you're sitting, you can't see how you're going to do it. I spoke to somebody last week who said that they were really big and they've lost 12 stones. And um, and I asked her how she done it. She said that, Basically, she, basically, she decided she was going to lose 10 stones in a year. <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm just not that person. You know, you get people who um, just lose all the weight in a year. Yeah. I'm just not that person. And there's so many people I know who are not like that. And there's so many people who I know who are like that. But I'm just not that person to say I'm going to lose 10 stones this year. You know, for me, um, nah, I could, I, I'm not, you know, it's a weird thing to say. But it's, it's a real weird place to be in where you're just almost detached from the rest of society because of the size that you are. It's really strange. Well, that's very a very emotional story. And, well, I applaud you for... <laughs> fi no, for finding... <laughs> for finding... <laughs> for finding something deep down because yeah. it, w it could have been so easy oh. to... Yeah. There are so many obstacles traveling like you say when you can't even fit, fit in the chair and also then to go to a college and i'm assuming well loretta you're not in, you're not in your 20s so who, who else who else was on the course well interestingly the teacher was the teachers were, were much older they were older than me and they were just slick professionals they knew their stuff and they weren't taking any rubbish from you so if you said oh i feel this they were like right you know, they, 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 you know, they can, they can look at you and see what work you need to do, how you need to do this. You know, they, 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 could, they were very good at corrective exercise. They were, they were very good at just knowing people and knowing you and catching you out and pushing you. So they were, they were excellent teachers and role models, I must admit. But how they did were they, lovely people. How did they, sorry to interrupt, but how on earth did they feel about training someone that fits the stereotype of the person that needs to be trained so you know okay I, d I don't know it from their point of view but they treated me the same as everyone else um i really think good. i might have been a bit irritating because um they had, had a lot of self-doubts or they had to deal with that's always hard to deal with like oh yeah you know no i talk myself down often and if we all had to do something i was the last mm, <laughs> and, right. you know thinking i, I can hide but most copy everyone watches the last person even more as much as the first or something <laughs> so um it was difficult and i i, I remember going and 
sizing up machines and saying, I'm not going to fit on that, and I'm not going to fit on that. And going, you know, so there was times when there was Loretta next, and I was scared that I would embarrass myself getting on the machine. I could get on, but I couldn't necessarily get off <laughs> the machines. <laughs> so that was difficult. Like, once you locked yourself in, it was difficult to get, um, like, the leg press and so on. I found it hard to get off the machines, so that was interesting. So, um... Yeah, it, it was very, and I found myself saying, which maybe I never said it that much, I can't do that, you know, I don't know how to, or this is, you know, and I wasn't flexible at all, so when they were doing squats with a Swiss ball at the wall, I just had to, you know, there's no way I'd go down, but not, <laughs> but not back up or something. I found it, I found it a real emotional challenge, I had to try and quickly argue with myself, tell myself, encourage myself to not have a, you know, to not go into meltdown. So it was hard. It was hard for me. Loretta, yeah. how on earth did you do that every day? I don't know. I'm not a drinking woman. I don't know how I did it. I don't know. As I'm talking about it, I'm feeling, you know, I'm getting emotional. I didn't realise it was, it, it was difficult because it wasn't just about the physical aspects. It was emotional, you know, there's an, um, a mental health issue. There was a whole, it was holistic, you know, but I did, I went. So I think I, my, I think my attendance was high as well. Well, it had to be, otherwise yeah. you got thrown out. So, um, sure, sure. and I can't remember, was it one or two days a week? It was, and all those long words, muscles and bones <laughs> and attachments and um, one of the different planes and the different, oh my goodness. It was hard. So this, but you, I did it. You did it. That's the thing. You did mm. it. And with all those obstacles mm. and self-doubt, you still managed to turn up. Yeah. And and do the work. I cried when I passed. It was so it was so frustrating. I, I yeah. I, I cried when I passed. It was hard. It was hysterical, actually. But um, I would have got fitter first. Okay. <laughs> I would have got fitter first. But then again, if I had time. I probably wouldn't be here today as a personal trainer. I probably would have talked myself down. But um, I got to the stage where I was so big, I knew it, I would have medical intervention. I I had seen programs where people were literally carried through the windows because they couldn't get You know, I was growing too big to move, you know, and something had to be done. And was that, would you say that was your motivation or or i know a lot of i had lots of i think i had mo motivation from um different sources but that was a, a, a huge one yeah <laughs> that was a big one <laughs> excuse the pun <laughs> so, yes. so um that was um you know i couldn't function on an everyday basis i couldn't get to the fridge to overeat you know i couldn't i couldn't do you know there's, there's not i couldn't get in and out of the bath properly it was a big deal right. you know so it was very, very, very difficult. So you were doing that course if, for you? Um, yes, definitely, definitely. Really? And I, had, I wanted to be a personal trainer and I had rang different colleges and actually begged them if I can just go straight in and do that. I knew that the gym course, I assumed the gym course would be difficult, gym yeah. instructor course, for me personally. And also, now I'm speaking to you, I've realised I didn't like gyms. Ah. <laughs> I didn't like, I had that phobia about gyms being a big person because of my bad experiences of gyms so that's why i've just only just realized it was a challenge sure sure and, and i do want to talk to you about gyms and mm. if we scroll back to when we first met 
it was at Elevate 2017, a few weeks ago. You you were on a panel talking about being fat and fit. You were sat with other professors. You were sat with doctors. And I have to admit, it was quite a enlightening and interesting debate. And I, the reason why I stopped and spoke to you afterwards is I was moved by part of your story. Some uh, You've gone into more detail just now. But you mentioned that journey of someone who's obese, overweight, they haven't been to a gym, but they feel they have to join a gym. And the journey from just going through reception, then going onto the machines, and it's and feeling humiliated. And that's something you, you really highlighted so many steps that a lot of folk don't actually realize. Um, perhaps you could enlighten us a little bit, a little bit more about the gym journey. Oh my goodness. Well, that's a really good question because let me tell you where it starts. It starts at home, Googling and looking around for someone to help you when you're big and finding no one of the kind of thing you think is there something that's specialism in training big people and there's not there's nothing there, so you go to a everyday personal trainer. And, you know, so, so you end up looking at the possibility of going to an everyday personal trainer. You might have a conversation with them and they might be preempting your goals. You know, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, where you just want to get fit. Yeah. You know, we don't want to focus on something that has in the past been un unobtainable. Another thing is, so it's just finding something that's suitable. Finding a gym you can get to perhaps discreetly, perhaps easily, depends on your own fitness. Because sometimes getting to the gym in, in itself is a is an exercise routine. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So finding something. And here's another one: clothes. What are you going to wear to the gym? There's hardly any clothes out there for for fat people. So you're wearing, you know, some big old clothes. You know, I, I went to a plus size men's shop and got men's t-shirts. With leggings, I managed to get women's leggings. I got men's trainers because of my feet. Um, I've got quite flat feet. I've got um, hyper flexible. So yeah, so you know, what can you wear? How are you going to get there? You know, is the person going to know what you're saying? This is from a starters, a start, a restarters point of view. I got to the gym. I think I became a member on the over the phone. Yeah, I joined up over the phone. This was a high quality gym. And, you know, I got there and I just saw the turnstile and said, I, I can't get through the turnstile. I know I can't. So I stood there and um, I got caught the receptionist's eye and just kind of pointed to the service gate, the oh, other gate. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she was, oh, 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 yes, oh, yes, um, 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 okay, oh, all right, all right. And I thought, oh, God, make it worse. <laughs> 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 just press the button and go. <laughs> just press and go. <laughs> oh, my and, um, goodness. <laughs> so I felt a bit flushed and a bit self-conscious and, and then getting to the gym, oh my gosh, there was how many stairs, or oh, do you want to lift, you know, running towards you to get, I, I don't know, maybe that's my paranoia, it was a bit of a, it was a bit difficult, it was, a, it was challenging, and um, <laughs> by the time I got there I was flushed, fed up, embarrassed, just needed to sit down, but people in there were friendly and were nice. Oh gosh, this is another experience. 
um, I was on the cross trainer. I was very tired. I was on the cross trainer, so I was doing, hmm, I'd call it fartlet fart training. Just, oh, yeah. Um, stop, stop, stopping the starting. It wasn't, um, it wasn't interval training. So I was stopping and starting whenever I could, and I was doing going hard and, and then just, Take, taking my own time and sometimes even, pause, even pausing and when I finished I thought let me do half an hour of this and I did <sighs> and when I finished someone came skipping across to me you know um in slow motion this muscly man and I said I oh, know he isn't and he came over and he's like wow I was just watching you oh my gosh and he's got his fist up well done you know oh well done and he's high putting his hands up for a high five I thought, oh, well done. I'm Steve, or whatever his name was. I'm a personal trainer here. You know, anything you need, anything you need, you know. We just, you know, he's got these two thumbs up, telling me congratulations. Obviously, cuss him. Oh, I swear. Just and then putting the swear word, and the second word is off. <laughs> Get lost, man. What you want? Oh, my gosh. And I thought, maybe they do this to everyone. Of course they don't, you know. Oh, my goodness. So, um, I haven't mentioned this before, so I said, oh, what's wrong with that? Really? Does everyone get a round of applause, you know, when they when they leave the gym? Really? Uh-huh. No. And that keeps happening to me. Uh-huh. Leave me alone. <laughs> leave fat people alone when they go to the, when they uh-huh. come off their machines, please. The best of intentions, but obviously. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Leave me alone. Oh. Leave me the heck alone. Yeah. So let's... let's... <laughs> wow, quite quite a roller coaster of a, a mm, um, event, definitely. Event. Just just for the gym, just for the gym. So um, you know, so I mean, it's very kind. I suppose it's kind and generous of him, but seriously, you can be, you know, I get it, but not for so, me. So other options are usually classes, etc. But before I go into that and a little bit more about what you do, four years ago. 28 stone you've been made redundant feeling really low knowing you had to do something you made that journey through a lot of obstacles and and an emotion to finish that course and uh when did that thought of deciding to start your own business uh working with the obese client group um well it had to happen as i um mentioned earlier Many years before, right. when I was qualified as a fitness instructor, and um, it was the idea I always had that was kind of dear to me. Is that the the phrase? Um, yeah. But I just didn't have the guts to do it. I didn't have the guts to to do it. So um, you know, I scribble things down. When I first qualified as a exercise music instructor many years before. Oh, I see. I Sorry. Yes. Yes. So you qualified. Yeah. yeah. That was long before you went back yeah. to do the fitness yeah. instructor. I qualified um, maybe 15 years before, 10 years. I've, I've forgotten the time scale. Sure. Many years before. Right. <laughs> so it was in me. And plus I was also quite active and fit and so on. And it was something I always wanted to go back to. I see. You'd qualified as an exercise to music instructor. You were then teaching classes. You were quite fit. Okay, I wasn't teaching. I just had qualified. Oh. And I don't think I was that confident. Oh. And I was big then. I wasn't that big. Right. And I don't think I was that confident. And I had done I'd done a few workshops for people. They might have been having a community event or something. So I'd just done a few classes, which were popular. Yeah. You know, I mean... Um, the workshops themselves, lots of people came, I remember doing them, and it was fun, 
And, you know, you had a big ghetto blaster in those days. You know, when you're really big, jumping up and down from one leg to another is not really another, again, an option. Sure. <laughs> it's not really something that you can do easily. Deep down, there was always, you know, and there was always some fire there saying that this is something I want to do. But um, I just never had the, I don't, I don't know what it was. I wouldn't give myself the, is it the green flag to say, you know, go. I was in the red flag saying, no, I'm not going to do this. And as I said before, I had to stop and say, what's holding me back in life? So whatever was holding me back, I, I, I wanted to stop doing all those things and started living the life that I desired, that I wanted for myself. And I wanted freedom of my own body and myself, you know. I was trapped. I was sitting at home. I couldn't move a lot. And I, and I could feel myself just almost shutting down slowly. And I wanted that to change. I see. But what has been really emotional and really almost really difficult as well is hearing other people's stories as well about their fitness. They're very similar. They're mm -hmm. very similar in terms of um, they're, 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 in terms of that I didn't know what to do and where to go. That that part. Right. That where the, that's where our paths all cross. Sure. Um, I spoke to someone recently who had has had my number for a year. That's really interesting. I need to speak to them again, so I waffle. But um, that was really interesting. It'd be interesting to know why a, why a year, why over a year. I've had emails from all over the world. I've had lots from all over the UK. Um, and I've heard lots of people's stories about themselves. I've had loads of phone calls from people's friends who are concerned about them or workmates I've had and also people's family like the brother or sister or the son will call for them. Hold on. Yeah, sorry, we just cut out there. You were saying yeah. you're getting calls from all over the UK. I've had, I've had emails from all over the world. People concerned about their families. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've had concern, um, concern, concerned family, relatives, friends, even workmates um, call. Um, people have asked me to come and see people, and I said, "Well, I want the person to call me. I want them to. I want it, it's got to come from them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to come from them. Yeah. So um, there's no point. I can go there. I can take your money and train them and say, oh, sorry, they're not doing it, but the money's mine. That's not my style. So it's got to come. You don't have to do a big, oh, I want to change my life. You don't have to have that moment, but it needs to come from you. Definitely. I think you're a, you've been in a unique position to fully understand and know what it takes. Like I said, I mean the the process. I was putting on weight. I got to a stage where I, I was moving less. I was less flexible, and I knew and I could, could picture myself when I was you know dancing and moving. I used to do gymnastics. I used to run. And um, and I wasn't doing any of those things. It's really frustrating. And someone hadn't, I hadn't lost the use of my legs. They were there. Oh my <laughs> they were, you know, so oh, it wow. was that kind yeah. of, yeah. So emotionally <laughs> I was, um, Good grief. what's the word? You know, I, I was not moving or physically I wasn't moving, but I could. So this was maybe, you know, maybe, so this is something maybe, I don't know, did I create this myself? So all that I've had to look at. I think, um, so the timeline was, um, it got to the point where I was unhappy with my, my job. I had left my job. I had, um, I was unhappy with my, myself. I was seeing someone, I was unhappy with him. <laughs> so I just was unhappy. Oh and um, I knew something had to change, but I just never had that, you know, that push to do it. But um, suddenly I just thought, you know, I had to go to the job centre. 
in that moment I said no I don't want to um I don't want a conventional job I want to work for myself I spoke to a friend her name is Laurie she's a goal a goal setting coach as well so we had a powerful session as well mm-hmm. you know because I just couldn't I couldn't tip myself over so I just think from that I just tell people go for it you've got nothing to lose yeah you've got absolutely nothing to lose just go for it you don't have, you don't have to be a big fanfare just do it just do that one thing you've always wanted to do and see how quickly your life changes a friend did a website um she put up a website for me and, and i started tapping in full-figured fitness and so on and um she done a, a phenomenal job of the first website well i liked it <laughs> i said it was a bit old school but i liked it and um a week later, no, I'd say about 10 days later, I got a phone call from a national magazine and they said, we want to do a story about you. Oh, wow. And that was nuts. And my friends were going, ah, they were screaming, they were screaming. Oh my gosh, I heard women scream. They were screaming like they were on fire. <laughs> oh, mean you're going to be famous. And no, 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 I'm not going to be famous. I decided not to do the story because um, I think the next story, I think I told you, would have been in the magazine would have been I married my dog so um, I think it's one of those kind of funny magazines and I just said you know what I'm not going to do this and I really could have done I really needed the money I said I'm not going to sell my short myself short uh, or neither am I going to sell this issue short does that make sense sure, you know it's going to be sure yeah, yeah I can't guarantee um being represented well in the press I'm not going to do it and um so Everyone's like, I can't believe you turned that down. A national magazine, anything for clients. I said, yeah, but, you know, I couldn't trust what they were going to write. And, you know, everything I asked, yeah, I asked her, you know, if I could see the copy before it goes to print. Mm, yeah, maybe we'll try. So those kind of answers, no. <laughs> um. And um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, so I had qualified as a gym instructor. I think the website was up, the magazine call. I, I was trying to set up a class, but I was scared to death. I was completely shaken and scared. Um, I went to a gym and I spoke to somebody and basically he said, yeah, I can hire the room. I, I, I got some flies that are really bad when I'm looking at them because of flies together. Um, and I was really, I think I was running out of money, time, everything. And then the phone rang one day and maybe this is, yeah, and it was the BBC. And they said they wanted to do um, a documentary on me. And Ooh. I just said, you're joking. At first I thought, first I laughed. I think it was one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you know. Uh, what? You are the BBC. Well, it wasn't that. It was, he said, oh, has anyone, has nobody called Loretta? Has anyone called? No, you haven't called her. Okay. And he said, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, yes, um, He's a BBC. You know, you quickly realise it isn't your friend. Even though I realised I didn't, I didn't know many men anyway who spoke like he did. <laughs> so I still thought it was someone making a joke. Yeah, and then he said he's going on holiday and he'll call me back. And he said bye, and I realised I didn't have a phone number or anything. And I was like, oh no, what if he doesn't call me? But he went away for a couple of weeks and he came back. And he called me and he, um, oh, wow. he filmed, yeah. So it was just... You know, crazy, 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 crazy. And I was meant to be, when the, the day went live, I was meant to be on two or three different news bulletins that day in the evening news. But I think a war broke out somewhere. So, you know, I wasn't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, you know, okay, 
was missing on lunchtime news, about three or four news, yeah, throughout the day, and then I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, oh. And, the, you know, it was nice because people from the news, you know, the people who worked there were saying, oh, we would have loved to met you, and, you know, yeah. everyone's talking about your story in the office. It was really interesting. I just oh. never knew it ma- it, anything mattered. It's just crazy, honestly. I'm going on. <laughs> no, not at all. Now, it'd be lovely to find that documentary. Is it still accessible? Oh, yeah, sorry. it's on the web. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, I'll, yeah. well, send me and I'll put the links up for, oh, okay. for listeners to have a little look yeah, at that. That'd yeah. be great to see. They, they showed me riding the bike. Oh, right. And someone said to me, the way you were, I said, you can tell I can't ride the bike. <laughs> I was really wobbling on it. But it's about trying. Yeah. I thought, okay, it's only three feet to the ground, you know, if I fall. <laughs> it's, you know, you don't want you to ride your bike. I said, oh, I haven't ridden it in ages. It was, you know, I was really scared. And um, I thought, this is, it was funny. It was funny and exciting. I think after that, I started cycling more, actually. So, yeah, the B- it, so that, that's the BBC. Sorry to interrupt. So the BBC mm. and the documentary went out. Mm. You then got your website set up, but you were still... Yeah, the caught- website, then the documentary oh yeah of course and then yeah, classes, yeah. did classes follow after that did you have the confidence um, i had a, at the time i had a class they filmed watford so i think i probably um in terms of timeline i had a class in fulham and then i had a class in watford yeah and we managed to for the class you know we had to get like more people we had to we did, you know we did a big advertising thing we got more people there um just to make sure we had lots of people for the filming but it, it was fun it was quite a, quite a big class anyway, but a lot of people don't want to be filmed. A lot of big people want to, don't want yes. to be filmed. Yes. And that's another thing, you know, I keep getting phone calls, oh, can we come and film your class? Oh, we're coming on Tuesday. Oh, we're coming, you know, no. Oh, <laughs> people yeah. don't like it. That's the whole idea. You know, we don't, they don't necessarily want to be, they don't want to necessarily not be seen, but they just, you know, when in their own time. Yeah. So it is a bit difficult. <clears throat> Excuse me, but... um. No, it's been awesome. Um, different things that have happened. Um, I worked with this girl, Can. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with London Sports. And to be honest, it was something came up on Facebook. It was about two years ago now, literally to the day. There's a video that you get showed us. So I'll put the link up of that. There's a, Yeah, a it's called This London Girl Can. If you just mm-hmm. Google that, it comes yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And um, that was awesome. That was an awesome kind of like a wave of excitement. And um, I, 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 I spoke at a few of their um, events. It was good. It was just, it was just really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I saw other inspirational people. Um, there's, um, there's a charity. Um, can I name it? Yeah. A mile, a mile in her shoes, I think. About, um, and I think that it's to try and encourage um, women. I think to walk and. I think they give them um, fitness equipment. It's just phenomenal. I think they can close and equipment. And there's, you know, I met those people. It's a call, another group called We Move Empowering. It was all mainly about women. I teach men and women. Mm-hmm. We Move, which is um, encouraging young w- girls to express themselves through dance and music. Just really beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. And a Brooklyn Nordic walking. I think they said crazy women with sticks, they describe themselves as. <laughs> yeah, sure. I've, <laughs> so got, was, I've yeah, got a qualification so was... of that myself, actually. Yes. Know, how interesting. <laughs> That's so interesting. So I've met some amazing people and with stories, and I couldn't believe that fitness was just, it's more than, 
more than a gym, more than a slam ball, more than push-ups and squats. It was, you know, it had such an impact on people's lives and can be used as a tool to really empower and develop them, you know, mm. and get them fitter and healthier. It was so interesting. Sure, sure, sure. It's been fascinating listening to your story. I, I almost don't want to bother with the other questions I've got written down here. Um, <laughs> but let's fire them off really quickly. Mm. Fat and fit, this whole debate. What What's your, I don't know, what's your take on it in maybe a couple of sentences? <laughs> or longer? Um, it, it's, it is... Okay, but it, there's a big debate currently. Can you be fat and fit? Um, I am not a scientist, but um, I'm quite good at research. I'm interested in, um, always been a bit of a researcher. But from what I can see, what, what, what I've um, what I've seen, and I've spoken to some professors and scientists and so on, um, you, you can be fat and fit. You can be fat and metabolically fit. So that is good cardiovascular fitness, your blood pressure, heart rate, BMI, um, you, you know, your cholesterol levels, um, your blood sugar. So these, these are the things that you can look at. And if, you, if you've got good readings on all of them, you can be overweight and metabolically fit. Um, any combination of these which are... Um, where the numbers are not, you know, healthy or normal, yeah. means that you're prone to disease and illness. So, um, but the conclusion is you can be fat and fit, but whether you're fat and healthy is another question. And I think people get them confused when they say you can't be fat and fit. So, um, but also fat, be having more fat on you means you are predisposed to um, have certain health conditions, diabetes, heart disease, things like that, you know. So I believe, this is an opinion, you can be fat and fit, but it doesn't mean you're healthy. So we should be striving for health. And I think we should be striving for health as opposed to a size 10 or a size 8 or something or size 12. We should be looking at getting ourselves to our optimum health. Mm, indeed, indeed. So, and also research has concluded that a metabolically fit, overweight person is as healthy as a metabolically fit person of a healthy weight. So people forget you can be slim or skinny and unhealthy and people, you know, forget about that. They just focus on the obesity. I think it's important that we send messages to people who are big about weight and health. I think we've got to keep it positive and let them know that they can get themselves to a much healthier place. Right. So yeah. we've got to be careful not to use any negative, um, you know, use this as a tool to, to, to beat people with. You've sure. got to use it in a positive way, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, I think we'll definitely cover that in mm. more depth in part two because there's a whole debate we could start talking about, um, which I, s I listened in another panel mm. at, that, uh, at okay. that conference about being over uh, the effectiveness of certain exercise mm. protocols like high intensity interval training which mm. is great has been proven to really deliver over other modalities but, yes. for, the, but for the overweight person uh, a hit really intense when they're finding it tough just to get to the gym in the first place to then 
pushed themselves. Uh, I think that I think the best way it was described by I I'll, I'll find the guy's name in in the notes. In what he was saying in a nutshell, whether the body's capable of doing it. If, if it's capable and it's not going to break, shall we say, you're not going to yes. injure yourself, then fine, hit is, is, is ideal. But I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I found that really interesting because I did some work with a personal trainer and, wow, I learned a lot and he learned a lot. I think he learned a little. <laughs> but he, he, I can't remember what it was called, but the, the training was for eight minutes and you do short bursts. Eight minutes, or it could be uh, what Tabata. Tabata. Yeah. Um, All I possibly, know is, yeah. give me some ice for my feet. <laughs> it was really, you know, I, in the moment because you're like so enthusiastic and you do it. But afterwards, I was in agony. I was in pain. In fact, um, it, I actually damaged my my heel. And um, I think people just want to. People want to. Um, what's the word? What's that program where they try and get fat people slim? Oh, Biggest Loser. People want a Biggest Loser, everyone. Oh, I see. Some, some people want a Biggest Loser, fat people. It's not going to work. You're going to kill them on the journey, you know, and it's very off-putting. I was sore all over. No one, none of my clients feel like that. They feel really, you know, they feel empowered and really excited. And sometimes I say, oh, I was sore, a little bit sore the next day. But within about two or three weeks, I lied, within about three or four weeks, you can actually visibly see a difference of them. And they haven't had to kill themselves doing it. There's no sure. need. Sure. There is no, not necessarily a need. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've tried it and it, and I, and I was injured. And that's the first time I was injured. And that's enough um, to... Through exercise, yeah, no. And there's enough to put off a, a many a person. Yeah. Um, if they're fit enough, then yes, do it. Mm, but... Sure, sure. What would you suggest given that a lot of overweight and obese people or plus size etc etc they're not gym bunnies or or desire to be a gym bunny but what would you suggest for someone in that position how to get started or, or what tips okay well first as you and i both know as personal trainers you need to get clearance from your gp um, so speak to your doctor, let them know. You don't have to necessarily make an appointment. They may speak to you on the phone. I don't know what your surgery is like. Um, so get clearance. You may need to be assessed by them. So just check, you know, to check your um, blood pressure and so on. Like a little MOT sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. And get the old all clear. And they may say, well, just be careful. You know, they might give you some tips. For me, I make sure that my clients warm up really well. Mm. and that they exercise all their major muscle groups and they mm. but yeah um you know we, we walk on the the frontal pain uh-huh so they have to do you know they have to basically for someone who's listening you walk um picture yourself walking and your muscles working in that way but we need to swing our arms to the side and behind us and above us you know so we have mm. to make sure that we completely warm up our muscles so that we move, you know, move our arms and limbs in different directions, arms and legs, neck and whole body. For me, because I was told I was um, like morbidly or super morbidly obese, I had to start small, don't go too hard, just, you know, you know, don't go too hard. Different exercises, walking, <laughs> a brisk walk, walk, run, that's the progress perhaps, um, cycling, 
Um, so these are non-weight-bearing exercises. Cycling, swimming, um, or a cross-trainer if you're at the gym. Um, you can do Swiss. You can use um, a Swiss ball to sit on and exercise. Um, you don't have to necessarily stand initially. Um, so you can use a Swiss ball or a chair. I use resistance bands with my clients and myself. That helps so much. Yeah. So if we're talking exercising from home, um, for me, I had a, um, a resistance band. I got some weights. Um, I got myself a mat. I exercise on the chair. Um, I walked on the spot. You can get a, a little bouncer trampoline and you can jog on that, depending on the make. If you get the PT bouncer, you can be up to 24 stones and, and use that trampoline. So just check just check the weights. You can do things like go for walking with friends, go and walk the dog, things like that. You can make walking part of your social life. I know it's difficult, but you can, you can do that. Um, in terms of exercises, you can do things like marching on the spot or knee taps, butt kicks and side steps. Um, I think for me, it was very difficult sitting on the floor and getting up. So all my thought exercises had to be done at once, maybe sitting up and then turn over and then do any other ones like three quarter press ups or box press ups and then turn back over and get up. So I had to treat myself very delicate, delicately and be kind to myself while doing it and not beat up beat myself and just tell myself I'm getting stronger and healthier body weight exercises are good but of course we weigh we weigh a lot mm. but it didn't, doesn't have to cost you much there's lots of different ways I think that's important what you said there about not beating yourself up yeah and, and just appreciate that you're doing something as definitely a, as opposed to definitely nothing. yeah definitely and I think for me and um, we focus on getting ourselves fitter and then you start saying to yourself, oh, actually, I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to, you know, I've been exercising. I've exercised for half an hour or one hour today or, you know, 20 minutes for three days in a row. So then you, you start making other changes. Mm. Um, you know, I try and encourage people to drink a lot more water and swap their any sweet drinks or any drinks for water and mm. try and, you know, eat fruits and vegetables and mm. not to eat processed foods as well so there's you know some simple changes it's not about waking up one day and going said ah you know but some people are like that but just some swaps and changes and integrating these kind of things into your life okay loretta thank you ever so much for doing this um and thanks for agreeing to do a part two i think that'll be really interesting we can really chew the fat excuse the part <laughs> did i really say that <laughs> so anyway l- listen how can how can how can folk get in contact with you <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> you see happiness is contagious indeed um, right how can people get in contact with you they can check out my website which is www.fullfiguredfitness.co.uk f-u-l-l-f-i-g-u-r-e-d fitness.co.uk um do you want my number uh well well, what about twitter facebook instagram any of those social media or or certainly a facebook page (laughs) (laughs) Facebook is fullfiguredfitness.co.uk. 
my Instagram, which is brand new, uh, is fullfiguredfitness.co.uk, and for now, my um, my Twitter is plus sized coach or plus size coach. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find that. I'll find that for you. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again. Until next time. <laughs> okay. You're, you're more than welcome. And thank you. Cheers. Hope you enjoyed that. And thanks for listening. Catch up next time.